0: Because I think, why are you making the eye glance?
1: No, 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 go ahead, go ahead.
0: (laughs) Your eyes, okay, just for the listeners. Her eyes, like, were looking around as if whatever I just said was complete bullshit. (laughs) My name's Monish, and I'm your main host. Welcome to Real Talk.
1: no by no. someone
0: who, who yeah
1: it's not it's not and you know another example of me having my mind change and this was a, a hard conversation because it reflected on me poorly I thought is that back in the day when there was the discussion of marriage equality for example Um, Back in the day, my perception was that there didn't need to be marriage equality as long as there was some sort of government sanctioned sort of availability of a marriage-like opportunity uh, for gays and lesbians or others who typically wouldn't fall under uh, Mm -hmm. the laws of marriage at that time. And now, as I think about it, I think back and say, wow, that was completely ridiculous of me and that was – um, horribly short-sighted and not empathetic to sort of the plight of individuals who would totally want want to get married. Um, and that was something that I changed my mind about. And I recognize like looking back that, you know, that position that I held was wrong. And I recognize that it's okay to change your mind and that, and to recognize that you're wrong and sometimes know that you will grow as an individual and as a person and hopefully, you know, in positive ways.
0: Well, how dare you uh, say that about the LGBTQ community? (laughs) No, no, dude, that's awesome. That's awesome. We've all been there. You have a relative, an aunt, a cousin, even yourself, and they just won't change their mind about something. But you're backed in a corner. Now you have no choice but to put on the boxing gloves and fight. In this quarter, we have around 180 snarky comments. Argument A. In the other quarter, we have around 130 passive-aggressive asides. Argument B. You're in the ring now. And now, me, Kevin, and all the help from a special guest are going to prepare you for the fight. And we'll walk you through the little-known secrets on how to change someone else's mind. And we'll use five guidelines inspired by the book Think Like a Freak by Stephen Levitt and Stephen Dubner to help you get there. But first, a disclaimer. Absolutely. Now, dude, so, okay, so if you're, if you're like, look, generally speaking, it's good to smile Change the subject, right? Like, it, it's uh-huh. generally not good to be the guy that walks in every party like, I'm going to talk about Hillary Clinton and
2: tell everyone what she... Hey, emails. And, like, Let's right. talk politics, yeah, yeah, baby.
0: Yeah. Like, no one wants that guy around, right? No one wants a guy hey, that my name's actively... Kevin.
2: K- my name's Kevin. Nice to meet you. Let's get straight to it. I'm a Republican. <laughs> let's talk about and, uh, those
0: goddamn email servers. God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, so no one wants to be the guy... That disrupts part, disrupts people's happiness because they want to signal how smart they are. They want to signal. They want to do moral signaling where they're trying to signal everyone uh, their moral virtue. No one wants to be around that guy because that guy isn't actually worried about. He, that guy isn't actually worried about furthering other people's intellectual development. He's worried about making himself look smart and the thing is he looks like an asshole and usually those people that signal their intelligence very directly without thinking of the benefit of of the other person usually look like complete idiots while they're doing it like they're never I've never been I've never seen like a lot of social media comments where it's like oh my god this guy totally called him a dickhead and then talked about you know x y and z and then Mm -hmm. holy shit he looks so that, that doesn't happen
2: like, I just, for the most What's point, up, guys? My name's Kevin. I <laughs> just got done volunteering at an orphanage while doing my thesis for my PhD. <laughs> Not a big deal. Yeah. Well, let's talk politics, baby.
0: <laughs> I tell you I was moral signaling, and I, that's, that is that is a signal of intelligence. An honest signal, I'll tell you. Yeah. I'm also a psychologist, <laughs> <Yeah>. too. <laughs> All that being said, difficult conversations are important. Some of the Hard conversations are worth having, right? Um, oh, yeah. Even if they are hard, and even even if... Even if the other person, there's a high chance that they're not going to change their mind because there's so many people who are not willing to change your mind. It's almost as if their pride and their confidence is instilled in the part of them uh, that doesn't want their mind changed, right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes, 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 you can change people's minds. Okay, let's get to it. So your back's against the wall, the smile and nod tactic did not work out, and now your job, your one job, is to change someone else's mind, even even if maybe they do not want to be persuaded, right? I've done it, Kevin's done it, and with a little help, you can do it too. Here's the first guideline. Number one, you might be 100% right, right? You might have the most... Airtight, like you—you might have, re- <laughs> you, dude. You might have read, like, it's the most you, coherent
2: you, thing. Of you
0: all literally, times. like, in your room is like thousands of research papers just for that one argument, littered on the, like, sticking on the wall. You might, you might have an airtight argument. But here's the thing that people miss: if your argument doesn't resonate with the other person, who the fuck cares, <laughs> right? So, so yeah. if you're, if your goal is to change someone's mind. And your argument doesn't resonate with the person.
2: You'll literally get nowhere.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely, yeah. I think it's it's super important to recognize the audience you're dealing with too. Who are you arguing with? Because not every you, there's no one set formula for how to how to enter an argument, how to get your point across that's going to work across every situation. And this is something that I think you know we would have to just talk for hours about how to get <laughs> sig- signals by other people. But generally speaking, you need to be, you need to be aware of who you're talking to, their relationship to you, how they respond to uh, arguments and certain social cues, uh, because you can't, everyone's going to react differently to, how you, yeah. how your own argumentative yeah. style and their argumentative
0: style. Yeah, you bring up a great point because everyone has also a different status relationship to everyone else, right? Like, so yeah, me and you, I mean, we're peers, right? And then there's some people who are clearly my mm. junior. Mm. Yeah, I'm t- uh, maybe mm. superior, maybe <laughs> just mm. master. Mm. I'll take master. Mm. No, dude, you can call me <laughs> master, master. <laughs> master Sanji, dude. So yeah. uh, I mean, there's some people who are clearly my junior, right? Take someone who's like 16, and then there's some people who are clearly my senior, right? Now, when you are trying to change someone's mind who who you see as a peer, uh, there can be swirls of resentment that can happen, right? Because they see themselves on the same level as you, and if you try to directly cut into them, it's a different dynamic than if you're like you have your forty five year old dad who's. You know, talking about his his his. You know his back 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 in my day. You know
2: I. You know I. I'll Hold t- on a second. Hold on. A <laughs> not second. your dad. He's not your dad. 45 years old. He's forty five years old. And then you and then you did the voice of someone that was three hundred and sixty four <laughs> <Yeah>. years old.
0: <laughs> my forty five year old dad who was locked it. in a time chamber and like accelerated <laughs> his aging by three hundred years. Understanding the person in front of you, and calibrating your discussion is huge, right? One example I had was about a poster uh, you've probably seen plastered inside every school uh, in the Midwest for years. Back in my school, everyone's seen this. Y- you walk into class and you have, you have your poster, right? And it's like, books are cool! And it's like, only the coolest people read books! And it's like, this was like in first grade, second grade, sometimes in high school. And the thing was is that I think reading is incredibly important. I think it's one of the best things you can do. I have never looked at that poster and was like, dude, you know what? Books are cool I'm gonna start reading, right? That is, that is a classic example of an argument made by some greater organization that did not resonate with the audience, right? There's no kid on earth, especially kids that are getting pants on, on their way to fucking class, that is like, oh dude, you know what's not going to get me bullied? Reading a
2: fucking book. There's, there's no kid. There's no kid that's thinking that, right? That's why you got to reframe the whole thing. Instead of books are cool, maybe a slogan like, if you don't read books, You're, you'll die <laughs> alone. You'll,
0: you'll die sad and alone <laughs> in a nursing home. Um,
2: you stupid, stupid kid. <laughs> yeah. Now,
0: there's someone. someone out there who's changed my mind over and over and over and over again, more than anybody I know. So I decided to call her. Hey. That's my sister Vichelle. Now, she is the queen, the queen of making people change their minds. And a couple of years ago, just me and her, she made a compelling
1: case. When you were a kid, you wanted to watch rated R movies and blade (laughs) two was, uh, we won't talk uh, about uh, the blade instant, right?
0: Blade, blade two was easily four years of therapy.
1: Yes, (laughs) basically, basically, (laughs) right? Like all of college would be therapy for, um, you know, nightmares later. Uh, so when you were a kid though, you wanted to watch rated R films and this was, you know, perhaps before or after blade, I don't remember, but, (laughs) We had a discussion on whether or not it was appropriate for you to watch rated R films. And what I liked about that discussion was we had that talk. And basically I was like, if you were in your shoes, you know, X number of years ago, would you feel comfortable having watched, you know, a PG-13 movie at that time? Or, you know, your friend of of this age, you think it's appropriate for him or her to have watched, you know, another movie that's rated R, another movie that's PG-13, whatever it was. So it was sort of in the context Mm -hmm. of your life, you talk us talking about you know what you think is appropriate and what's appropriate for your friends and you sort of came to the conclusion yourself that no at this time and whatever age that was I don't think it's appropriate that I watch this movie because I don't think I would have been ready to watch you know x kind of movie at this age and that was something Mm. where you were very young but your mind was changed and I think that that established um, a great dialogue between us in terms of how we approach those kinds of issues.
0: Now, the skill of trying to change someone else's mind—it did more than just establish a great dialogue, uh, because in a weird way, it fundamentally changed your life.
1: Um, I would say the 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 most fun thing that I've changed anyone's mind on is Tim. Woo. Um, so Tim doesn't. Uh, so Tim is my husband. Uh, for context, and also, you know, when we were dating. Tim was a staunch believer that marriage as an institution was not a workable institution.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you showed him. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. And Woo! you know, I'm not even sure that you asked him that. Opinion. I,
0: I oh. love, I love so much that you change his mind. Like, it, like, look, 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 This whole podcast is about like, oh, you know, changing your mind is an intellectual process that matters. no, 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 no. Like this, this, this makes me feel like you won the war. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, I feel like I should bring Tim in to defend this position, but (laughs) no, I mean, and I don't, I don't, Mm -hmm. you know, have any sort of issues with him having that position, but the point was that marriage was something that was important to me um, personally, something that was important to me culturally, something that I wanted and he didn't believe in it and he didn't want to uh, get married, not specifically because he didn't want to get married to me, but because he didn't believe in the institution of marriage. and. Because of that, we had a lot of discussions. And mm. one of the things that I... <laughs> it's a
0: very uh, it's a very nice way to put them. discussion. Right, discussions. We had discussions, just, right? We had lovely discussions about... We did, we did.
1: did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, no, yeah, I mean, yeah. We had
1: discussions, but we also... I mean, uh, but I made my perspective very, very clear. And he made his perspective very clear. And I think at the end of the day, the reason that he was convinced was because... He knew that it mattered to me more than it mattered to him. And yeah, that yeah. In, in that context, it's not changing your mind sort of about an intellectual issue or even about a way that you approach the world, but this is about changing your mind in the context of a relationship, in the context of compromise, in the context of, of you know, being open to new possibilities, even if maybe Dude, that wasn't what you had initially you, thought you would do.
0: Dude, yeah. After that, you, Tim married the shit out of you. <laughs> Mission accomplished.
1: Mission,
0: Mission accomplished. accomplished. I don't
1: know, you know.
0: If number one is make your argument resonate with the opponent, uh, the number two is pretty simple. Uh, number two, dude, uh, don't pretend your argument is perfect. And, and first, and also highlight the pros of your other opponent's argument. And dude, this is this is this is like huge. Right.
2: This is hu- one of my one of my favorite thing one of my favorite things to do. That I think. W- w- so when I'm thinking of, of an argument, I see like it's very, the, the energy is very unstable in an argument because at any second I'm feeling like this person can get super offended Ooh, by something I say, yeah, or they can yeah, snap yeah, yeah, yeah. and say something. It's a to really me good point, and it, it can blow up. You know, anytime you're in a, in a in an opinionated discussion even it can turn into an argument and then into just a, a full-blown conflict uh, very rapidly so i'm always trying to be aware of the energy of the conversation and something that i like to do which is it's so simple is when they say something you can you can re- you can respond to something they're saying that you know is right by saying you're absolutely right i i completely agree with you and then you can interject you can even yeah whatever you needed you, to follow you can, even, you, can
0: even re, you can even re-say their point.
2: Repeat what, Repeat they're, what they're saying. They're saying. Yeah. So if the, You're absolutely correct. You totally should not light kittens on fire. Yeah. But what I'm trying to get across is this.
0: This is non-obvious, but something that is also non-obvious is a sales technique that puts this idea into practice. There's a sales tactic called damaging admissions, basically, which is just imagine you're at a car dealership, right? see you're trying to buy a car and then suddenly the salesman comes up and he's like hey man i got a bugatti it's perfect you know it's it's got like
2: perfect lights worst and- carl says <laughs> worst Carl car salesman i've ever seen
0: yeah hey, yeah i got a bugatti hey hey doesn't even doesn't even say
2: mommy, hello he's already just talking yeah. about the he's it's a like, complete crackhead he's, yeah, <laughs> he, he's tweaking <laughs> the whole time no <laughs> he's like scratching his
0: head <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> and and he's basically saying like, hey man perfect car it's like nothing wrong with it and then He's turning into different... He's, like, taking different cultures now. He's becoming different. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, a complete crackhead. Now he's from Wales. The the basic Uh, point is that he's saying that the car is perfect, that it's an unbeatable price, that there's nothing wrong with it, and that it is pure perfection, right? And then you have someone else, right, who is selling the same car. Um, He's not uh, smoking crack while he's trying to, to, to sell stuff to you. And... He says, "Yeah, man, um, the Bugatti. It's it's a good car. We got a good price. Um, the seats. One of the things that it does kind of creak a little bit when you go back, and uh, you know the gas mileage isn't as great as other cars. Uh, but uh, I mean, for the most part, it's a great it's a great fitting car. Right? That damaging admissions builds trust." in actual, it builds trust in the consumer. It
2: humanizes your side of the
0: argument. Yeah, and it builds trust in the consumer, and actually, it's a sales tactic. So it makes the consumer more likely to buy the car. And and this is counterintuitive, because they're literally saying, they're literally having a small damaging admission that the car sucks, right? A reason the car is bad, a reason that could stack up with other reasons for you to not make that purchase. But that counterintuitively makes you trust them because when you when you admit small faults, it means that there's probably not a lot of big faults, whereas people intuitively are... Um, people are intuitively non-receptive or suspicious of things that are perfect, right? Because mm-hmm. in nature, uh, imperfection is kind of the rule, not the exception, right? Um. So, dude, yeah... If you are arguing with someone, right, um, you need to you need to say things like, "Dude, like, you know what? I totally understand that global warming doesn't it, like today. It just it's really cold outside today. I understand mm-hmm. that, right? And you might not be able to understand the macro trends that happen over like ten years, and on the day to day, it doesn't feel immediate and whatever. And then. It, you need to address the parts of your argument that isn't perfect because the, the thing is, is that your argument isn't perfect. Right? its is, there's no mm-hmm. there's no perfect argument. All complex problems and usually you're arguing or trying to change someone's mind about a complex problem. All complex problems um, have complex answers to them and complex angles to them. Um, and addressing those um, is, I think, huge.
2: Yeah. So you know, just saying just. Even something as simple as like, hey man, listen, I totally get that that you might think that burning cats is acceptable, and, and that <laughs> I'm not trying to tell you, you know, whether or not you can burn cats. I, I understand that. I'm not saying that not burning cats is is the perfect solution. However, I do really think <laughs> can we
0: can we make the listen. can we make the <laughs> the
2: icon for this this podcast like a cat on fire? <laughs> <laughs> just the most graphic, shitty, just. An email from, from PETA.
0: <laughs> no, instantly Facebook's like, like uh, to, your contact has been we'll blocked for this graphic nature. And then we have. Yeah. <laughs> so, the takeaway. The takeaway is basically don't pretend your argument is perfect because, relax, it's not. And, and highlight the good points your opponents are making, right? So, now number three is definitely one thing that I see all the time. Number three, don't name
2: Cole. Oh, this is the worst. It's the worst. There's no there's no quicker way to lose an argument than to go completely on the offensive and attack the other person and name call because then what are they gonna do? Are they just gonna be totally reasonable yeah. and Oh dude, you're absolutely right. I am a complete piece of garbage. Fuck <laughs> I, I would love to see uh, that argument by the way. Like someone's like, You're oh like
0: you're God. fucking racist. Oh dude. I totally am racist. Oh my God. I oh never, my God, and totally then he
2: just, right. it just you go. I didn't, I didn't look at that. Look at it that yeah. way. Yeah, it, I'm a complete piece of shit. Thank you so much.
0: Now, name calling is ineffective, not just because, you know, people are like, hey man, who are you calling pinhead? And it makes people feel bad. It, it actually undermines your own effectiveness. First of all, if your goal is to change the person's mind, the best way to take a giant fat dump on your goal is to name-call the other person. Right? It, because it instant first of all, it instantly it instantly negates the nuances of their argument, right? There's no there's no better way not to engage with an argument, um not to engage with someone's points than to name-call. Right? Because imagine imagine you're having a back and forth, you're having a back and forth and it's good or whatever and you're
2: like, "Dude, you're a douchebag."
0: What what the fuck do, what yeah. the fuck do you say that? There's there's no retort
2: to that. There's You just completely fucked up your side of the argument. yeah this there's no there are a few things that piss me off as much as when i'm trying to have a reasonable not even an argument a reasonable discussion with somebody and then they fire off an insult at me because i would never do that to another yeah. person in in an in a discussion format yeah. um so you're gonna piss me off and then i'm gonna respond irrationally to you pissing me off, and then it's just going to blow up and turn mm-hmm. into a big fucking Yeah,
0: and, and then it becomes, it doesn't become about the argument. Then it becomes about the emotions of both parties. It becomes about managing mm-hmm. those emotions. And then once you've left, once you've went from discussion to emotional regulation and, and management, it, it then it's a completely fucking different ballpark. You're playing basketball yeah. on the baseball diamond, it's not going to fucking work, right? So, exactly. Dude, so, yeah, first of all, do not, like, if, like, imbecile like you know fucking uh you know big fat dumb idiot has ever have you ever ever said that in a conversation where you're actually trying to persuade someone
2: uh you've lost i mean i totally get it i yeah yeah, when i'm talking to somebody and they're an idiot i want to be like you fucking stupid moron he, yeah yeah i i, I kind of hope you die <laughs> yeah this conversation. What, but i would never say what, that what, it, this can
0: be with people you love too i'm like dude like you know i like i helped uh, i helped grandma i helped, <laughs> helped play... i hope you fall yeah. i hope you fall, <laughs> I, hope you fall. <laughs> I hope you have to get <laughs> life bad. alert because you had a t- terrible experience oh, falling God. <laughs> 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 no but it's like some of these opinions um you know it, it just you, Dude, just don't fucking call people nibs. It's just bad. It's, just, it, it's pretty, it, yeah, yeah. You know no, what? Okay, This is a pretty simple I, yeah, one. Yeah, it's not. It's it's just don't be a fucking yeah, asshole
2: yeah. and, call, and uh, insult the other person.
0: Okay, pretty easy. Now, number four, number four is a flip. It's a
2: flip, right? Uh, Kevin hinted at it earlier when he said, When I'm trying to have a reasonable, not even an argument, a reasonable discussion with somebody, and then they fire off an insult at me. Because I would never do that to another person in, in, an, in a discussion format. The
0: idea is pretty easy. Don't frame the argument as an argument. Flip it. Frame it as a discussion.
2: I, I seriously think that one of the one of the biggest things that leads to just all, all the hate and like all the bullshit you see on social media and, and just in general in our society is that people don't know how to have discussions about things. People just have arguments that turn into just unresolvable. Bickering
1: yeah, and, and nothing vomiting is so, nothing
2: Vo- is so. I vomit my opinion at you. I discredit everything you say. You vomit your opinion at me, you discredit everything I say. It's completely cyclical. it keeps going and going and going and going and it ne- it's, there's never a solution. There's never two parties walking away. Uh, at least re- even remotely satisfied because even even if they think they're they're leaving and they're right, they're oh those fucking idiots they wouldn't change their mind mm-hmm. and then they go back and they do it again and again and again and again. Instead of having a reasonable discussion where you can still give your opinion, you can support your opinion and, and have a coherent argument mm-hmm. and the other person can do the same. But you don't have to fucking attack each other or raise your voices. You're just trying to get this this is why it's framing it as trying to change the other person's mind. Is oftentimes unfruitful yeah. because if it's framed as a discussion, it should be, okay, I'm going to give my perspective. They're going to give their perspective. We both should be trying to learn from this discussion. And that is really the most you can ask for. Yeah. And you can, you can hope that if you truly think you're correct and you, you think that you're right, that that person's going to learn. They're going to grow. And that hopefully what you said will be impactful enough for them to make a change in the way that they're, they're thinking about the issue.
0: Like Kevin said, you can have coherent discussion without arguing on hard topics and actually change someone's mind. Framing is everything. The goal is to persuade someone that does not want to be persuaded. Uh, you have to think about how you do it, right? Not just what you're saying, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I mean, dude, like a classic example of framing um which daniel kahneman who's basically won the nobel prize for uh, behavioral economics he's uh he's he's a psychologist who won the nobel prize uh in economics because he's a badass and there's also there's no psych, there's no nobel prize for psychology uh, but so basically what the, what you can pull from his studies uh, one of them is at least is that if you have a pill right you have a pill and you say you say Hey Amen. Uh people that if you if say you have some disease and you, you have to take a pill and the, the box says, yo, two people out of every ten die taking this pill versus you know, you have the same pill, the same pill, and you say eight out of ten people lived, right? People statistically choose the pill. That says 8 out of 10 people live. No, one, it's mm-hmm. this, it, it, mathematically, it's exactly the same. Mathematically, both pills have the same effect. The same amount of people are dying in both scenarios. It's the same thing. Just the wording of how those pills are like told to people right, is different, right? It, it, Ima-
2: imagine this. Imagine I come at you with an argument. I can, go, I can go one of two ways. I can go, Monish, burning cats is wrong. That doesn't make any sense. Why the fuck do you think that? But what if I I'm I'm using the same thought of burning cats is wrong, I can flip it and say, Hey Monish, I'm curious, why do you think that burning cats is okay? Yeah. Or yeah. Or, or what's what are your thoughts on burning exactly, cats? Yeah. And you you instantly are starting off that argument, discussion, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. on a very calm, reasonable level, and you can actually discuss your ideas with the other person. Yeah. You don't have yeah. to be inflammatory right off the uh, off the bat. Absolutely. Dude.
0: Okay, so let's keep score. Before you get in the ring, you've got four guidelines and a disclaimer. Disclaimer, if you can smile, change the subject, just you know, don't don't ruin people's day, okay? But, if you can't, here's the four. Number 1, make your argument resonate with the other person. Uh, number 2, highlight the good stuff about your opponent's argument and don't pretend your argument is perfect. Number 3, don't name call. Number four, frame it as a discussion. Number five, well, remember when you were a kid and your parents used to read you, you know, bedtime stories, um, like you know, go the fuck to sleep. Remember how natural and relaxing it was? Well, it turns out the same strategy can be used when you're on the offensive too. Number five, tell stories. Framing is is he right? uh and then yeah. last one right tell stories i mean dude this podcast is like we we have in our notes like tell stories you know try to get dude one of the crazy
2: dude i don't have fucking i don't know it's not in the notes it's before every podcast yeah. monisha <laughs> all right guys hey make sure you keep the stories fun <laughs> uh, stick to the information yeah, yeah dude, no, dude what's, and hey have a good yeah time. no what's crazy is that like
0: you know, human beings—we're storytelling animals. I mean, we are wired to tell stories. It's when we connect with each other through, st- through storytelling.
2: They facilitate connection.
0: It's it's why it's why a, a pod, audio podcast versus a movie versus you know your friend telling you a story. These can these are all incredibly different mediums with incredibly different amounts of production. But if you keep the story good, you keep the plot good. It's pretty good, right now, dude. So mm-hmm. like, telling stories. What we don't mean, and anecdotes can be great, right? The thing with when you are, anecdotes are awesome, but anecdotes don't have the, I'm kind of making a distinction here. Anecdotes don't have the scale, perspective, and sense of the data that like a story narrative arc would have. Um, and this is sort of a definition that uh, I'm kind of going with here. But an anecdote is something like, you know, well, my my grandfather, he, uh, he loves jumping off cliffs. And that, that's an anecdote. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right, so That's an anecdote, right? His favorite activity,
2: <laughs> I'm to like, I mean, that guy, he just loves that. <laughs> yeah. he it. Uh,
0: dude, so th- that's an a- anecdote, right? But a story that you, could, that you could say is something that has a sense of the scale and magnitude, has a sense of uh, the data, has a sense of perspective, right? Um, so ima- just to make this clear, imagine this is true. And the studies of drunk walking are, are, have been completely documented. So if you do, if you don't think this is true, look it up. It's, it's all docu- It's well-researched. Uh, drunk walking for a mile is eight times more dangerous than driving drunk home for the same distance.
2: Okay, so... Wait, are you saying this is actually, this is factual? Yes,
0: this is completely factual. Oh,
2: that's really interesting.
0: So a mile a mile of drunk walking... Will is more likely to get you in the hospital
2: than a mile of drunk driving, okay? Now, oh, we gotta make it, we gotta make a disclaimer,
0: huge disclaimer. I put it in the (laughs) notes, both are bad. Do not do any of these. Don't like this. I'm not saying, oh, one's kind of good, like, okay, just because, just because stabbing someone is, you know, is maybe uh, a little bit better than lighting someone on fire, I'm not saying to do any of these, that's not what I'm saying, uh. But what I am saying, both are bad. Both are incredibly dangerous. Don't do it, okay? Uh, but here's the thing. Imagine now an anecdote, right? An anecdote is something like, "Oh, but my friend he drunk he walks home drunk all the time." Okay, dickhead, you're not keep. Okay, I'm glad that your friend is safe, and I'm glad that he walked home once and he whatever. But he d- he's not. I'm I'm not saying he's not putting into perspective the scale, right? the statistical analysis that mm-hmm. these actual guys did in the lab the, the fact that they pulled from multiple sources the fact that they complete like there's no perspective there right it's a single it's a single event right and single events can happen all the time right so in general it's good to tell good stories right it's not just stories that you have little disparate anecdotes that don't really have perspective but actual But actual stories, um, actual stories that keep this perspective in mind, and I think we try to do that on real talk all the time. We try, we try to hopefully have stories. I mean, uh, that that keep this perspective, that keep this sense of data, and that tries to be as accurate as it can, um, as as like we can, uh, as possible. Right, Monish,
2: I've got got this cousin, and um, his entire life, he's he's always wanted to burn cats. Um, (laughs) And one time he goes out. And he burns a cat, and he comes back, and it wasn't even as satisfying as he thought. And he hurt another animal, that had a life, and he spent the rest of his life regretting what he did. Um, So yeah, I think you should probably not (laughs) burn cats. Shut the (laughs) fuck up.
0: That's the big five. But look, before you go out and change someone else's mind uh, using these Jedi mind tricks, uh, here's the thing about getting in the ring: the main points, and maybe an overarching, you know, theme, if you will, uh, is that it's better to, it's better to take off the proverbial boxing gloves um, rather than keep them on. You're not trying to KO the other person, you're not trying to fight them, you're not trying to give them brain damage. Um, You should really never be trying to give anyone brain damage. Uh, It's illegal. Uh, You're just trying to change their mind. And that involves really just talking to your quote unquote opponent like they're another person, just like me and you. Everyone changes their mind. And that's a good thing. It shows courage. Uh, just intellectual honesty and the best part is when you come into a discussion trying to change someone else's mind but instead get your own mind changed well you still win if you look for the holes in your ideas if you seek out disparate viewpoints um it's, it will first of all make you more intellectually honest but also it will give you better ideas to base your life on, right? Like if you I mean, if you're around 20 different people who all say the same shit to you, right? All the time, and that's all that you've known, it's all the ideas that you have, uh, you're going to stay that way regardless yeah. of
2: whether or not your ideas are true or not. Right. Dude, also another thing, this is this is an underrated part of accepting that you're wrong. Um, you're in a discussion with somebody, you're arguing, you're getting into it, it's pretty heated, and then uh let's let's say you're the person that cha- that's trying to change their mind and and uh you're getting into the argument and eventually that person realizes that they're wrong they stop and they say oh fuck you know what i never thought about it that way like you're totally right and they and then you you have now won they've accepted defeat uh, so to speak and uh they realize that your argument was stronger or you were correct don't you actually gain respect for that person because i certainly do the person who's able to to say oh dude you're totally right like i wasn't thinking about it that way you accept you take responsibility for your argument and say hey i was i was incorrect your argument was better you're totally right 10 times out of 10 unless that person is just a complete fuckhead whoever is witnessing that interaction between you will gain respect for you yeah. every single time they will think that you're much cooler because you were able to except defeat.
1: Um, What about you? What do you think that there are times when we've had discussions where our minds have been changed? The interviewer becomes so, the interviewee. What's what? Yeah, yeah. This
0: is the scary part when when interviewees do this shit. I'm just like, <laughs> oh my god, stop it, stop. This is not how it's supposed to go. Uh, so personally, personally, so I had a very hard position against college,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? And then I think you have opened my mind up to the possibility that there is some value in going into college. <laughs> Right. So he says you you, you, (laughs) as I'm as I'm I'm sitting in my college dorm room. No. uh, And while I don't think it was a 360 reversal of the opinion, you moderated it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the interesting things about having different viewpoints is that, uh, I mean, moderation is literally the ability. I mean, it's not just a position. It's literally the ability to uh, hold different positions. both in good light, right? Because I think, wh- wh- why are you making the glance? No, no,
1: no, go ahead, go ahead.
0: <laughs> Your eyes, okay, just for the listeners, her eyes, like, were looking around as if whatever I just said was complete bullshit. <laughs> I, was, I was like, all right, spit. like, all right, that's yeah, let me just talk as you completely eye roll me. <laughs>
2: Fuck.
1: That was my thinking phase. That was my thinking phase. I wasn't, I, w- I was potentially disagreeing with you, but I hadn't decided if I was. Go
0: on. <laughs> this episode was co hosted by Kevin Sanji. Special guest was Vishay Sandarajan. Uh, feedback was by Jared Sport, Vishal Sandarajan, Justine Brum, and Kevin Sanji. Intro and outro music is by Electric Mantis. Uh, the bulk of the research was from the book Think Like a Freak by Stephen Levin and Stephen Dubner. Uh, if you want to get updates, Plus, bonus materials can get anywhere else. And just get an email with, you know, hey, we have a podcast out. Uh, sign up at realtalkstudio.com slash insider. Again, it's realtalkstudio.com slash insider. And, and, and we've got tons of books, articles, and more research to look at if you want to get deeper in the podcast, if you want to go deeper in the podcast. All you got to do is go to realtalkstudio.com and check it out. My name is Monish. This is Real Talk signing off.